All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Conservative Roundup. Today, I'm very honored to be joined by a very prominent fan-favorite conservative in the in the caucus. Um, he, he served as the chief op opposition whip and a critic for Labour. I'm very honored to be joined by the MP for Chilliwack Hope, Mark Strahl. Thank you so much for being here, Mark. It's a great pleasure to have you. I'm looking forward to this. Thanks, Aiden. I'm glad to be a part of this, and thanks for the invitation. Thanks. Well, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself first? Sure. So I'm uh, born and raised in Chilliwack, B.C. It's the riding I am privileged to, to represent here, Chilliwack Hope. Uh, I've been involved in politics for, for a long, long time. I, I think I took out my first party membership when I was 14 years old. And, uh, and I've had a passion for current events and, and politics my, my whole life. I, I met my wife, Lisa, through uh, an internship program in Ottawa. And, wow. and uh, so we've been married now uh, uh, for, I, mean, I want to get the math right, almost uh, 23 years. Wow. And uh, we have a son here that lives with us in, in Chilliwack. Where we, we, love, we love this community and, and uh, love to be a part of uh, the Conservative Party of Canada, which has played kind of a central role in our lives for uh, for for all these years. So I um, I uh, started as an intern, as I said, and then got hired out of that program. Didn't expect to have um, have a career as a political staffer, but I did for for uh, over a dozen years. And then and then uh, when the opportunity arose, threw my name in to uh, to be the candidate for Chilliwack Fraser Canyon, awesome. and have been elected since 2011. Well, so now does uh, does does politics get a little uh, boring around the dinner table from time to time? Well, you know, you try. You have to make sure that you do have some variety in your life. But it's it's we've tried actually at at different times when there's been stressful uh, things come forward. You say, can we find something else to to talk about, some yeah. other hobby? But we always come back to it. We're we're both uh, Lisa and I are both political strategists by by nature, and so you you just naturally talk about how you think things should be managed, or or you know even current and world events are are just something that that we're we're interested in naturally so it's uh it's part of the job but it's also yeah. it's also part of what makes us both tick so uh, we just stopped fighting it awesome yeah so so what made you want to uh run as an mp back all the way in 2011 i i think it was right yeah so like i said i i had been into current events from the time i was uh you know a, a young boy actually you know eight or ten years old watching the six o'clock news i was the kid in the in the uh you know, elementary school that could tell you who all the federal party leaders were and who was the official opposition and the prime minister. It was just mm -hmm. something that that fascinated me. And then uh, my father was uh, elected in 1993 with the Reform Party wave uh, for, from Western Canada. And so I had a front row seat um, into what that life was like kind of at the later part of my teenage years before I before I left home so um, I got to kind of see that movement conservatism and what it meant to people and how uh, passionate they were about it and the fact that you I saw you know as as uh, dad was elected time and again and eventually was a, a minister in the Harper government got to see the positive impact that uh, that you could have on people's lives through politics and it was something uh, that life of public service was something that appealed to me and and so when the when the chance came i i decided to take uh take a run at it and and was able to win a nomination and and uh get involved um, uh, you know kind of at the i kind of started as a volunteer then yeah. as a staff and then as an mp so i've kind of 
work my way up the up the ladder. <laughs> maybe uh, Mark Straw, maybe next uh, Prime Minister of Canada anytime soon. I, I've seen oh, you endorse Pierre, no. but I'll throw that joke out there. <laughs> <laughs> that is a being the leader of a political party is a whole another level of commitment. You know, uh, being a, an MP takes you away from your family and and exposes you to uh, public criticism and all the rest of it enough uh, uh i we should I say yeah uh, we should say the cbc and the star yeah well, i admire leaders of, of of who are willing to put themselves out there and do that yeah. extra uh bit of work it's just uh it's unbelievable the the scrutiny you come under <laughs> and the amount of work yeah. required and i'm quite content to be the member of parliament for Chilliwack Hope. <laughs> awesome yeah so so who are some of your political inspiration that, that you look up to and that, and that you admire yeah, well, without my my dad would obviously be the the first and foremost. Uh, I've just just admired his his integrity and his work ethic and his principled conservatism. And you know, obviously, I, that's a, a you know so so Chuck Stroll number one. Uh, probably Preston Manning would be would be another one. Uh, obviously, I I had the opportunity to to interact with him as a, as a young man and and again see. Um, you know, he he just he just was so he thought about things so deeply and proposed solutions so um, intelligently and and respected the grassroots members of our party and and the people uh, of the country for he never he never talked them down for believing what they did he always believed that you know you, if if you wanted to change someone's mind you presented them with with another idea and and you let those. Yeah, he called it thinking big. You kind of propose those ideas and then went about selling it. And I think uh, too often now it's just you know people's ideas are you're written off as being some sort of undesirable if you don't agree with um, politicians right off the bat. Instead yeah. of convincing people, working hard to advance your idea, I think that art has kind of been lost. It's kind of gone more tribal and and been more divisive and less. Uh, less interactive with Canadians, quite frankly, than it used to be. Definitely. And, and we, we can also see, like, with the, with the whole unvaccinated, vaccinated uh, subject, but we'll get into the federal mandates after. Uh, yes, sure. I mean, so, so what are some of the best parts that you find being on a job? Is it the, the colleagues, the constituents, the riding? I mean, uh, what's, I mean, what's the best parts of the job? Yeah, I, I, think, I think, obviously, the camaraderie that comes with being a part of a team uh, is, is a crucial part of it but i think i think the constituency part of it is is uh, very important and, and quite frankly there's there's times when it when it's a real grind but there are other times like um, for instance we had a, a major flood event here in uh, in the area in uh, in november and being able to be a part of uh, a group of elected officials and leaders that was able to communicate well with our constituents and be there on the ground and advocate for people who were doing the important work um, to keep us safe. Uh, that was, you know, th that's a really powerful thing when you can intervene at the right moment to actually make a difference in somebody's life. And I think, I think there are those moments that, that come and you have to work for them, but there really is the ability in this job in, in, public service in general but but when you are kind of have that role of intervening on behalf of individuals you can really change the course of somebody's life and and uh, in a positive way yeah. so so that's positive and then and then on the public policy side the legislative side being being there in Ottawa to advocate for principal conservative positions uh, I think is is also there's a there's a thrill to that as well to to be able to stand and 
and uh, stand up for for something and and for things that you believe in and for things that you believe are best for yeah. the country and for your own community. I, I think yeah. that's a, it's a really rewarding job in that way. There are times when when you know the the, the like I say the grind gets to you. Yeah. Being away from your family as much as as we are is, is difficult, but. Um, but no one forces you to run, and uh, and so you you look for those um, those those small victories that uh, over a career can can really uh, have made a difference for people. Definitely, and especially I mean for you, I mean, it's like a whirlwind, right? I mean, you got you guys go from different from leader to leader, and then there's like different issues like every week. I mean, the, the truckers, the leadership, the leadership vote. I mean, it's just it's 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 always it's just in a whirlwind of of issues and topics and, and i know it's crazy for you guys i mean you guys are always back and forth between the ridings and the hill and then and the votes obviously i mean it's i mean does it ever get uh, does it ever get all defined with the job you know, with almost coming on well, to 11 uh, years now I, I think i think that that is you know the, the variety you know it's a challenging job and there's yeah. lots of variety in it and i think yeah. those are two things no matter what i did uh, what I do in my career, those are two things that I would like to have in any job that I do, that, it, that you wake up every morning you know, with a challenge in front of you and that not every day is the same. Yeah. So there are times when you know, you're standing in a security lineup uh, <laughs> for, you know, a, yeah. to, for a five or six hour flight that you, that you, you might think well, is the mundane part of the job, but when you walk up the, up the hill, up the steps to to now the west block but certainly in the center block to, to be there as part of only 338 people that get to do that job and and only, there's only been you know a few thousand that have ever done it uh to have that immense privilege uh, i think the day that you stop feeling excited or honored to to walk in those doors is the day you probably should look for something else to do and and i still love it i i still feel that thrill when you walk in the door and take your seat and and stand and and stand up for your constituents it's uh it's a thrill of a lifetime definitely well i i couldn't agree more but yeah so we'll get on to our first uh, segment here so we're going to talk about uh, government accountability i mean you've i mean you've been pivotal and and, and i mean right up there with, with justin trudeau and, and his competency i mean you've with the snc lavalin um you've gone from the we charity um a whole bunch right and so i mean you've seen firsthand little liberal incompetency and and and, and lack of transparency i should say i mean so what have you kind of picked up on over the over the last kind of several years we've been in opposition obviously being on committee and questioning them in the house and over committee uh, on, on their incompetency and then their kind of lack of way uh, of being transported to canadians and i i guess even be respecting the the workplace that they that they have been in right i mean they covered up like documents after documents i mean that was obviously a, a huge major thing back when we were between 2015 and 2019 was we couldn't get the reason the um the documents right yeah and 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 the, the thing that you've learned with liberals is they will they will always justify their their incompetence or th their rule breaking you know we even saw them using the the pandemic they were they were funneling money to liberal friendly firms and and uh, and that sort of thing that we charity was a was a great example of it where where you just say Look, these guys they they get caught all the time they never learn they never change and unfortunately for the last couple of elections they've gotten away with it and uh, but you know a liberal is always going to be a liberal they'll always find a way to reward their friends and, and bend the rules to their own advantage and and that that starts at the top right the, the prime minister has been um has been found guilty of breaching the ethics code the ethics uh, you know 
several times. I think it's six times now. <laughs> yeah. He has several reports that have been issued in his name because, you know, whether it's taking a, a free vacation that he has no business taking yeah. or or bending the rules in SNC Lavalin to uh, to interfere in an ongoing court case to firing the women who called him out on it. Um, you know, he's entitled. He uh, He's never been called out in his life. Uh, never faced consequences for breaking the rules throughout his entire life yeah. and you can see how that manifests itself and how he governs so yeah. you know we have a we have a important job to do and and you know even though we've won the most votes in the last couple of elections uh, we need to get better at at um, we need to get better in places where votes are more efficient and yeah. and that's been uh, the frustrating part of being conservative here in the last a uh, number of years is is you know we hammered away on these guys but uh, in the parts of the country where they have so many seats we've we've had a really tough time breaking through yeah no i well i guess the, the carbon tax definitely has not paid off in the gta the last score and I'll, I'll say that much but uh yeah i mean i mean could you imagine like if you're stephen harper breaking the ethics acts constantly um i mean i mean the liberal i mean the liberals in the media i mean they would eat him up like eat him alive i mean with justin Trudeau, i mean people they're so quick to just let him off the hook and think okay well he's done it once maybe he said sorry maybe he'll maybe he won't do it again but then he goes and yeah. does it again i mean he's done it more times than he can count with blackface um i mean they broke the ethics act i mean people i mean why do you think people are just so easy and willing to bend over for him and, and but when it comes to conservatives i mean it's great that we're that we're held to high account but why do you think that we're not let off the hook as, as much times as justin trudeau well, I think there's a couple of things to it. I think there has be become a, a tribal nature to politics where you, you stick with your tribe no matter what. And, and so if Justin Trudeau does something, for, for many liberals, if Justin Trudeau does something, it is the right thing to have been done. They, they don't look at it through an objective lens. Um, and, and I think the inverse can be true of Justin, you know, for some conservatives, if Justin Trudeau does it, it's automatically wrong. Yeah. But as you say, we play that game sometimes, not usually out loud, because it doesn't really get you anywhere. But you say, can you imagine if Justin Trudeau, uh, sorry, if Stephen Harper had frozen the account, bank accounts of people who protested against his government uh, and just said, you know, um, you know, it's now illegal to protest against my government on the, in this way. Therefore, I'm freezing your accounts. And, you know, can you imagine the, the outcry? There would have been, they the banks would have refused to do it. There would have been riots in the streets, protests all across the country um, because there is that double standard. And I think part of it, um, even though independent media, I think, is starting to um, play a bigger role, um, sometimes that's tribal too, where you go to your trusted news sources. But the media in general is is you know small l liberal, and yeah. so they there's kind of this I, I think this expectation that the liberals are the natural governing party, and therefore you know they didn't really mean it, and you know we need to look at you know when they when 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 Trudeau does something, he's judged by, you know, well, what did he mean by it? Not by what he actually did. So, yeah. you know, sure he did blackface, but look at his record since then. He's been really, you know, said a lot of good things and reconciliation has been a key part of his, who he is. Like, so they, they go the extra mile yeah. to explain away his indiscretions. And for us, it's the opposite. They, they, you know, the, the national, the parliamentary press gallery, uh, sees it as one of their full-time jobs to hold the official opposition to account yeah. uh, and uh, so it's kind of a uh, it's it is how it is and mm. 
therefore you you don't spend a whole lot of time whining about it because it's not going to change. <laughs> yeah. You just try to overcome it um, because you know it, it's an additional obstacle placed in the way of of conservative politicians, uh, and it is a double standard. There's just yeah. no two ways about it, yeah. and uh, um, so it's a it's an additional barrier to success for us is that we have to overcome not only um, our political opponents but those that want them to stay in in power because they feel threatened any time that they're they're not in that position definitely well i always say four things mark is um you be transparent listen to your constituents don't wear blackface and don't ask people if they like your socks well these are these are the certainly uh you know those that's good advice for any aspiring politician <laughs> yeah um yeah i, they, I, uh, I mean that's I as far as it goes when it comes to justin yeah. trudeau right yeah uh, you know it, and and uh they're just it, it's one of these things that, that's the excuses that continue to be made for him he's like he means well you know but he means well say yeah. well at some point you you know what you in any of the rest of us if we operated that way in our jobs uh if we if we broke the rules if we failed to deliver if we broke our promises if 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 uh you know we fired the competent people around us who were whistleblowing we'd be out of a job too. Uh, but yeah. for him, it's just like, well, he means well. Yeah, exactly. Just, like, and that's where it, the media comes in as well is, is when, I mean, as conservatives, I mean, so we fight for all our constituents on every matter. Right? I mean, unvaccinated, vaccinated, and Justin Shiro, he's like to, he likes to pit on vaccinated versus vax people uh, well, against each other. I mean, there's East versus West, urban versus rural, um, yep. gender versus gender, race versus race, religion versus religion, right? And so, uh, so like something that, that we like to say is, I mean, we stand for all our constituents, whether they're vaccinated or unvaccinated. I mean, I mean, people's private medical decisions aren't really something that we like to look or, or go after someone for compared to the liberals, right? And, I mean, and, the, and the, I guess the star on the CBC, when we say that we like to stand up for them, well, well, the CBC, oh, well, the conservatives, I mean, they're, they're anti-vaxxers, they're racist, they're homophobic, like, it, it just goes on and on, right? I mean, the, I mean, the media, I mean, they don't really let up on us, and they don't, and they really like to pick apart why, I mean, we're conservatives in general, I mean, why we like to stand for our constituents, why we, we're, we're so open and transparent, compared to Justin Trudeau, because we hold them to account. I mean, they don't like that we hold the government to account. I mean, that's what we're, I mean, we're doing their job for them, right? Yeah, and they prefer us to be, um, you know, they, they always say, well, we want, we want the conservative opposition to be strong, but they, yeah. they want us to be in opposition. Yeah. Um, th there's, no, there's no doubt about that. And I think, I think that, unfortunately, the media has be, been a willing partner with Justin Trudeau, with his division, his politics of division. And, and you're right, the vaccinated uh, versus unvaccinated thing. There was a time when when Justin Trudeau said things like, you know, we don't discriminate against people based on their vaccination status. We don't have mandatory vaccinations in Canada. People should be able to make their own choices based on their you know, medical uh, history, based on their religious uh, considerations, based on their own um, their own choice about their own body. But then, as uh, Joelle Lightbound, uh, you know, showed us, uh, the member of parliament for Louis Hebert in Quebec, he said there was a decision made to politicize vaccination in advance of the last election. And this is what Justin Trudeau does. And he, he does it, quote unquote, well, where he knows the groups of people he needs to target both positively and negatively to secure his government. And he's willing to risk fracturing the nation in order to ensure that he keeps a hold on power. So he did it with vaccination. As you say, he's done it with other divisive uh, 
characteristics, um, east versus west, etc. Uh, as long as he gets his little vote pools and can can hold on to power, even though he continues to lose ground in terms of the popular vote, yep. he knows if he divides Canadians just the right way, he can squeak out these uh, these governments and he can hold on to power. And so. Um, I just think we've never been more divided in our history, and uh, and that is a purposeful decision of the prime minister, and I think, quite frankly, a disgraceful one to to risk the the country and to have uh, played a key part in destroying friendships and families and yep. and uh, relationships right across the country for his own political benefit. Yeah. Uh, I just think is. Um, is is unforgivable yeah. and uh and i hope at some point people uh, will recognize what's been done to them and will start to build back those those relationships that they've yeah. been encouraged to tear down by yeah. uh, by their own prime minister yeah. i think uh we'll actually do another point i mean, I, th- I think that's exactly why the media likes uh Patrick Brown and John Shragas, because I mean they both uh, like the media so much as Justin Trudeau. They both like the uh, the camera lights. But I uh, know, yeah, I, th- I mean perfectly pointed out, Mark. You now something else is like the I mean the NDP. I mean they've completely shot themselves in the foot. I mean look at the emergency vote for example. Right? I mean they voted with the Liberals all for forty eight hours longer. I mean I mean they're I think I mean they're starting to lose battleground up in northern Ontario, up in, in BC out your way, a couple of ridings over. Um, I mean how. Do you think as, as conservatives that we go from from here, obviously with the new leader, hopefully Pierre Polyev come uh, come September, um, how do you think we should go from here? Whether it being the Liberals, um, gaining some seats back, how do you think that we should proceed uh, from from this point in time? Well, d- yeah, just to deal with the NDP quickly, uh, I think they are they are becoming less and less relevant. They they don't fight for working people like they used to. They don't stand up for. Um, even they used to be a party that that stood up for people who worked in the energy sector for for unionized workers right across the country, and and instead they've gone with two things. They've gone extreme, like they've they've tried to outwoke the liberals. Uh, that's been their calling card, and then they've just become enablers of the liberal party. Um, you know, no matter what, they're always there to backstop the government. And so, when uh, when for instance on on federal mandates, we put forward a motion in the house that said we want to um, we want a plan show us the plan that that's uh, for for an end to the federal mandates because every province has laid out their plan now or mm-hmm. ended their mandates so what's where's the federal plan give us a plan by this date and you know the NDP voted against our motion supported the government mm-hmm. and then ju- and then Jugmeet was out a couple days later saying well the government needs to release a plan for when they're going to end the mandates like he's 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 just a quite frankly a hypocrite he'll always yeah. support the government i think what we need to do as conservatives is is present principled conservative solutions to the problems that are facing our country and then fight for them and explain them and make the case for them i think we've we've got away from that a little bit over the last couple of years where instead of going instead of promoting principled conservatism we were polling we were relying on, you know, well, what is the, you know, we, we were doing this, you know, polling exercise where we said, well, we want to figure out where Canadians are. What do they want to hear? And we'll just tell them that. I don't think Canadians buy that. If they want liberal solutions, they'll vote liberal. We have to make the case for conservative solutions, fiscal responsibility, um, you know, uh, accountability, transparency, um, criminal justice reform, all of these things that have been hallmarks of ours we've been successful when we have had principled positions 
defended those positions and battled through, quite frankly, the liberal media opposition to those solutions. We need to talk directly to the people, mm-hmm. be authentic about it, be tough. And that's why, I, yeah. you know, you mentioned Pierre earlier. I think he's tough, he's intelligent, and he's not going to back down from the fight. And I think mm-hmm. we need that kind of authenticity, that kind of authentic conservative voice who will take our message mm-hmm. to people, defend our positions, no matter what, uh, which type of liberal pushes back on them for it. Definitely. Well, I'll do one more point, uh, Mark, before we end off here. But uh, I mean, the I mean, the NDP. I mean, they're like a bunch of ankle biters. I mean, today in Ontario, I mean, our mask mandate just ended in in schools. Now, obviously in high school, I mean, being I mean, there's kids. I mean, nobody's wearing masks anymore. And the NDP are like, yeah, we gotta wear masks. We gotta wear masks. And uh, I'll tell you, Mark, they yeah, they become a nuisance. All right. All right. So I got one last question for you, Mark. I ask everyone this on the show. What is one fun fact about yourself that you can tell us? A fun fact about myself. Um... I uh, I was in uh, and it was it was pretty cool in my school to be in uh, in uh, I, I was a, I'm a singer. Okay. Uh, I, I yeah I sang bass for a concert choir and chamber singers. So we did like awesome. all kinds of acapella singing. Yeah, and uh, in my school, it wasn't uh, it, that was that was okay. We had we had a huge uh, choir and groups like that so probably that would be the fun fact about myself is awesome. that uh, that i can sing i used to be able to play the piano but uh a little bit of guitar <laughs> now but uh, yeah. that's my uh, oh look at that that's my vote notice yeah. um uh, you know but that's that's probably the fun fact that, that some people wouldn't know about me awesome well uh well thank you so much again for coming on the show today mark huge pleasure to have you i know i'm a, I'm a huge fan of your work so uh well thanks again uh, i hope to uh get you back on here again thanks aiden i look forward to it That was Mark Straw, the MP for Chilliwack Hope. If you liked this interview, please make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share this interview. Uh, please make sure to also consider giving Mark Straw. He has some amazing work in the house, so please go and give him a follow on, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you name it. And I'll catch you on the next episode of Conservative Roundup.